Hello everyone. I just spent like 15 minutes working on the audio, but I think now everything is good. Not the audio, the mic. Um, as you guys might have noticed, I took a week off. I don't want to talk about it. Um, I was doing things such as watching everything on HBO Max. But anyway, the first thing I want to talk about is the fact that people are, are like using the word girl boss as a compliment. Um, no, ish, girl boss, parentheses, derogatory, no, I will, tell me why my little brother was like, Rima, you're such a girl boss, huh, who said that, who said that, absolutely not, like, he was saying it as a compliment, I was like, thank you, I know, I know you're saying it from a nice place, and I really appreciate it, but I, like, sat him down, I was like, no, Girl boss is strictly a derogatory term. And um, what's the movie called? Gone Girl. Um, uh, some of y'all some of y'all like Amy. First of all, no, not a single character or like main character was the name Amy and Nick done. Yeah, both of them are terrible, but Amy is significantly worse. She tried to get her husband charged with... For her murder and then for him to get the death penalty. Um, uh, and then Amy murdered someone as well. What part, like who is rooting for Amy? Who's rooting for a single character on the, in that movie? Not me, not me. Okay, the next thing I wanted to talk about was... Um, I've been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift, like I always do, but I've now been revisiting Red. There's a period of my time, period of my time, there's a period of my life when I was only, only, only listening to Reputation, and Reputation is her best album. I don't care, I don't care if you think Folklore is her best album, Folklore is too slow for me. I do, like, I, I like Folklore, and I listen to it, but... Something about reputation, like the production. Um, I think Max Martin and Shellback is that's how he's credited. Um, they produced a lot of the songs along with Taylor, and I don't know. I just I just like the way Reputation is produced. But Red, Red is such a good album. I was a literal fetus. Ew, saying the word fetus like it's 2015. No. No, but I was I was young when um, Red came out, so I never had like the chance to listen to it. Like I was busy being a little kid. I'm sorry, I had other things going on. I don't, okay, top three songs on Red right now: "The Last Time," "Twenty Two, and hmm, "All Too Well." Um, All Too Well is some of her best work along with My Cheers Ricochet on Folklore. Amazing. Next, I want to talk about how I've watched all four seasons of The Good Place in a week. Y'all need to leave me alone. I'm, I will be taking no comments, critiques, no thoughts from y'all. And then... While on my little sabbatical, I was also just like online shopping and stuff like that. 
not online shopping, I was online window shopping. I wasn't going to buy anything because I feel wasteful when I buy stuff that I really don't need. And so I was just window shopping and I was just like, why does like buying clothes feel so good? Like maybe it's because like, oh, you're waiting for something. But at the same time, like buying a pair of like $120 Birkenstocks will not make a difference in your life. I don't know, like, oh my God, I just had a flashback. I don't know if anyone else struggled with this, but I remember being in middle and especially high school, picking out my outfits no that was my downfall because i used to be like so worried about picking an outfit and i wasn't even dressing nice i was not the way i would just wear like i had a pair of like two blue jeans and i would just like rotate them and then like a pair of leggings and then i would just wear like basic sweaters from h&m with them and i was so pressed about it i really was and also I love wearing Birkenstocks. Um, so even when it was a little bit cold, I would still wear mine. Yes, I was one of those girls. But it's like, why did I take it so seriously? And then now that I'm at university, I literally wear the same outfit every single day. I don't care. I don't care. I've just bought multiples of clothing. Yes, I'm one of those people. Um, it's just so convenient. It's so convenient. And, oh, like my biggest fear was someone being like didn't you wear that like last week who cares who cares i remember going to school and not paying attention to anyone's outfit like at all but i just thought like ooh, they might be looking at mine and then another high school memory sorry this is where i literally come to talk about my trauma in high school um there's like ap classes and there's like an ap bubble at my school and I remember um, I wasn't competitive with any of the other kids because, again, I was too busy trying to, like, get good grades. But I remember, like, pushing myself like crazy. I took, like, 9 or, like, 11 AP classes. Why? Why? What was the reason? I was... I would come home from, like, my extracurriculars at like five six and then do homework till like 11 and i thought that was normal and i just thought okay this is what people do in college um i'm at college and i mean i would say it's like a similar workload to be honest it depends on what you're studying i mean technically all degrees are hard but um some work you can get done quicker if that makes sense for some classes so that's what i meant but then with the ap classes i remember um like always being worried about college and stuff like that and this girl on tiktok was said that um she would vote for the least qualified candidate in her school's student council elections so um her competition her competition being other kids who will have like the same rank as her and that way they wouldn't get a good extracurricular on their application toxic toxic no i the way um people will get mad if someone would be like if someone would get the club president position and the other person got vp who cared? 
who cared something about being 15 and having nothing else going on in your life except for school is really fascinating hmm anyway next i wanted to talk about rewatching twilight which i watched like bits and pieces of twilight throughout my life again i was very young when it came out so i couldn't watch it as it was in theaters because no way my parents would make me or my or my parents would let me see that um so i watched twilight i watched new moon and now i'm on eclipse i think that's the correct order and okay y'all need to leave the acting alone y'all need to leave the script alone leave it alone either you like it or not like no one will ever do it like them no one will ever do it like the original cast did it i don't care that you think the script is cringy it's been like almost 10 years since the last one came out babes we can't do anything about it let's just move on but no one can come here and tell me that the soundtrack isn't amazing amazing soundtracks and i remember being like nine and listening to the soundtracks and being like oh my god like so true when like your like long-term boyfriend leaves you huh i was in elementary school who was leaving who no and also like the way i would listen to taylor swift songs even when i was like younger and be like oh my god so true like a picture to burn Oh my god, yep. I also hate that stupid old pickup truck. Like, I grew up in a city, uh, or at that time I lived in a city. Like, no one had a pickup truck. I didn't even know what a pickup truck was. I was, mm, like, in the second grade. First grade, kindergarten. I don't even know how old I was when that song came out. But I had no business relating to it. And then also, I keep on saying also, but like... I don't know how to transition the topics. Leave me alone. But everyone complains about how like Lana Del Rey scarred them. Well, okay. I feel like a lot of Lana's listeners are people who were born in the late 90s and early 2000s. And that's when like Born to Die came out when they would have been in middle or high school. Lana's music, I don't think she was targeting it towards the youth. She was like 26 when it came out. She's an adult, like, who was talking about her own struggles. It's not her fault that your parents weren't on your, I don't know, Spotify, Pandora account telling you to not listen. Because everyone's like, yeah, Lana, Lana gave me all this, all these issues and trauma. I'm like, it's a song. Like, People have actual trauma and you saying that like, oh yeah, Lana gave me daddy issues. I'm like, people actually have parental abandonment issues. It's not funny. Like, it's not funny that you're blaming Lana. Like, it's a song. And it's funny because um, obviously if you um, could relate to her music, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that people who like go out of the, like not go out the word, but people who would be like, Lana gave me these issues. Like, that's not true. A song, I don't know. Like, and also when I was in middle school, I did not understand any of the references. Like, I, I just thought, okay, the words and the beat sound good together. We're, we're, we're gonna listen to Born to Die all the way to school. And then during lunch, like, that's all I thought of it. How how did some of y'all know what it all meant? Um, maybe maybe I was just like an innocent little kid 
and other people could relate but that's just my two cents but regarding lana um i go back and listen to her like uh die mountain dew and um national anthem demos at least once a day and they're so good like the national anthem demo the production um is much different from the demo to what was released and the um the released version matches the music video like the sound matches the aesthetic but the demo version is more rock i've talked about this on a, on a previous podcast i'm sorry i only have three circulating thoughts leave me alone leave me alone um okay then i was gonna talk about the year 2008 because i had i had no thoughts the way i was just a little kid enjoying life no problems no issues sure there was a financial disaster people were losing their homes but i was a little kid the way we would go to school and um i would be looking out the window and i would see foreclosure signs everywhere and i didn't know what what the word meant so i'd be like okay everyone has a new decoration mm-hmm. i see y'all and i'd be like how come how come some houses have them and some don't like i was and then my favorite i say this with every single album but later on we're, we're gonna talk about my top like six or seven definitive best albums but one of like my favorite albums of all time came out in 2008 it's the vampire weekend self-titled debut album i know y'all have listened to a punk i know y'all have listened to a punk multiple times if you say it sounds like alvin and the chipmunks Y'all were li- y'all were blasting Alvin and Chipmunks in two thousand eight. So leave them alone. They were they were just following the trends. It's not their fault. Like y'all will y'all will listen to a TikTok song, but calls like Vampire Weekend. I'm gonna be like, oh, this sounds bad. Sure, Fingerback and California English. I'm not gonna defend those. Y'all y'all are free to judge those. But my favorite albums are. Okay, the numbering is all messed up because I did this at like 4 in the morning. Um, so leave me alone. Number one, it's a tie. Um, it's Reputation. And then Modern Vampires of the City by Vampire Weekend. Number two, None because there was a tie for number one. And then number three, Currents by Tim and Paula. Number four, Born to Die by Lana Del Rey. And then number five, The Collective Lord Discography. I'm not going to pick between pure heroine and melodrama. Sorry, we're not going to start wars here. They're both good uniquely. And also melodrama was robbed at the Grammys. But what's new? Um, also on pure heroine, I feel like... I, I don't know. The way this is all jumbled up. No. Number four, Born to Die. I've already discussed why I'm obsessed with this album. Number three, Currents uh, by Tim and Paula. That song has um, The Less I Know the Better and Eventually, which are pretty big. But Let It Happen is so good. Nangs, is, is it how you say it? Um, Same Old Mistakes, Love Slash Paranoia, Amazing. It's just a good overall album and it was produced very, very, very well. And then 
the ties reputation i've already explained why i love reputation and then modern vampires of the city um i don't i can't really explain why i really like this album i just like everything about it the the songs are all produced pretty differently so it's not even like oh it's a common theme like with reputation like i really like the producers now with modern vampires it's just collectively the album is really good and the album sounds different if that makes sense there there's like a slight theme but um the songs all sound different so if if that makes sense in any way it is now the second day of me recording this episode i fell asleep last night and yeah no other explanation but today i went and got a latte with three shots of espresso in it and i do not feel good it feels like my heart is about to like stop beating um don't do this to yourself i don't know why i thought it would be acceptable um anyway we're just gonna push through so while on my little break i decided to start watching the conjuring series i don't know why i did that i'm literally scared of Coraline, a movie for children but i watched the first conjuring movie and so the family pretty much bought a super old house like the house was made in like 1736 and why why would absolutely anyone buy a house that old i don't care if someone paid me one billion dollars to live in a house in 17 from 1736 i wouldn't do it especially knowing that like people died on the property and not even like, oh, you know, died of natural causes, died of old age, or died of like disease, like scarlet fever. No. Drownings, suicides, murders. Huh? I don't care if you believe in ghosts or whatever. Why would you want to live somewhere where a child was killed? Like a child was murdered? Or... I know we all make fun of big mansions and those ugly suburban houses, but at least you know no one was murdered by a witch hunt in your house. Like, I don't care that the house is ugly, that the house has serious architectural mistakes design-wise. You know in that house there are no evil spirits that have been sitting there for the past 300 years. You guys know how much a wimp I am. So instead of just watching the movie and be like, okay, it's just a movie, everything will be okay. I went on a research spiral. I had to know absolutely every single thing about the family that was haunted. I need to know everything about the house. I was listening to podcasts. I was doing the absolute most. Why? And I really just played myself for no reason. You know what? I'm so invested in this franchise now. Like, I'm going to go watch all the movies. But do you know what I really need to do? I, I need to conjure the courage to do my fucking homework. Let's talk about that. I, I, I need to conjure watching my summer class lectures. In, instead of being a bum and scaring myself on purpose. To make a long story short, I'm a procrastinator. That's, that's all I'm going to say about that. But... That is this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Follow me on Instagram if you want. It's at RhymaPods. It's in the description box. Um, bye, guys. Love you.